welcome back to another episode here today on my channel. Before I get into it, I just want to apologize for the audio quality of my previous upload. I know it was below par, but I think I've got things figured out now, so hopefully this will be much better for you. I hope everyone is doing great today, and if you're not, I hope that you're at least okay. Um, today I'm going to be talking about anxiety. It's a topic that I've touched on a few times in previous episodes, but today I want to talk about it um, for a specific reason, which I will get into later. But first, we're going to start off with what causes anxiety, because there's a lot of different causes of anxiety, and a lot of people are suffering with it. So we're going to get into that first. We're going to talk about kind of the symptoms of anxiety, why they happen physiologically, and then also, you know, how you can kind of help yourself. Um, so some of the causes of anxiety anxiety can be um, traumatic events, PTSD, that kind of thing. Um, people who have suffered traumatic events in the past often suffer with anxiety from those experiences. And um, childhood experiences can also be an issue. Even if you had a great childhood growing up, sometimes um, parents can kind of protect their children a bit too much. And that leaves us kind of in a bit of a quandary about how to handle um, stressful situations as an adult because we learn how to handle stress from childhood by seeing others how they handle stress and um, when we don't learn how to do that it can become an issue later on in life. Another cause of anxiety is feeling help helpless and not being able to let go of something. Um, a lot of times if there's a situation that you have no control over, the best thing to do is to not spend your time worrying about it. However, for a lot of people, this is a really difficult thing to do. It's not exactly easy to say like, oh, um, you know, this situation is really bothering me, but I can't do anything about it, so I'm just going to forget about it. That's not really realistic, um, but the, that feeling of helplessness can cause a lot of anxiety. And another um, cause of anxiety can be abuse. And I'm not talking about kind of domestic abuse or even things that you would necessarily look at and say, oh, that's abuse. Sometimes people get abused in um, situations outside of personal relationships. Sometimes people can be abused by work colleagues or even friends or superiors at work, that kind of relationship, um, because people don't often see that as abuse. But if someone is treating you poorly and it's making you feel bad, then that's probably, you know, an abusive situation or at least a very unhealthy situation. Big life changes as well can be a trigger or a cause of anxiety. Um, if you're moving to a new state, moving to a new country, starting a big new job, that kind of thing, these, these things big changes in life. A lot of people have a hard time adapting to change anyways. So those types of big changes can cause a lot of anxiety for people. And anxiety can also be a genetic condition. It doesn't have to be something traumatic that happened to you and like you have to have a reason for having anxiety. Some people just naturally have anxiety. 
or some people are naturally very shy. So social situations, including what like one person would call normal going to work or something like that can cause a lot of anxiety for somebody who has social anxiety. And then there's also a chronic anxiety where like you can just be worrying about literally anything. And maybe like the things that you're worrying about, logically, you know, it's not a big deal, but you just can't help but having the anxiety about it. That happens to a lot of people as well. And none of these things are like abnormal. So if you're experiencing any of these types of anxiety, you are okay, right? We're here today to talk about how we can manage this so that your life is a little bit easier and so that you know your triggers so that you can avoid your triggers or if you do get triggered you can calm yourself down in a way that is healthy for you so kind of one of the problems that i have observed a lot is that when people are feeling anxiety they try to ignore it or if they know their triggers they try to ignore it or avoid it, but avoiding your anxiety and not accepting it as a part of who you are or something that you have to work on can actually make your anxiety worse or it can, you know, damage you further in the long run. So avoiding these things is not necessarily something that you should really try to do. So next we're going to talk a little bit about learning your triggers. Um, It's not actually as straightforward as it seems, especially for people with chronic anxiety where like they don't actually know 100% of the time why they're feeling so anxious, just that they are feeling anxious. So knowing your triggers is really important. Um, And as I touched on in the previous um, segment, I was saying about shy people having social anxiety, you know, um, going to events, to work, uh, taking tests, taking exams. Um, Actually, if you're a drug user, drugs can really trigger anxiety if you have a condition. Um, Stressful events in life, the loss of a loved one, a family member, um, relationship breakdown, losing your job, starting a new job, health issues, or if someone in um, who's close to you is experiencing health issues, or, you know, any one of these all together. And as I said before, some people have anxiety for no apparent reason too. So th- these are some of the things that you can look for, or if you don't know why you're being triggered, then you could keep a journal about it or even just the notes on your phone. If you notice that you got like a a lot of anxiety one day and you didn't really know what was going on, if you could just write it down and then later you could reflect on it and figure out actually what is causing your anxiety because those things you can work on. And again, um, sometimes when you identify these triggers, you can kind of decide like, okay, well, I won't do that again, or I'll do something different, or try to just avoid the trigger completely. However, that's not necessarily the most healthy option if you want to live a full balanced life. So now I'm going to talk a little bit about the reason um, that I'm talking about anxiety today, and that's because of mindfulness. I personally have an anxiety disorder, and I have used mindfulness to help me treat myself for my anxiety disorder, and that's partially or maybe more than partially because 
In America, um, they like to monetize mental health, which is a rant that I'm going to go on in another episode. That's not for today. But um, how I've used mindfulness to help with my anxiety rather than treating it with medication and rather than going to see a doctor who wants me to just treat it with medication. So um, the ways that mindfulness can help you in treating your own anxiety or at least alleviating some of your own anxiety. Some people need medication to help them with their anxiety and some people don't. We're all individuals and everyone has different needs, but mindfulness can work for you whether you use it by itself or whether you use it in addition to your medication. And some of the ways that mindfulness can help you is it allows you to identify your triggers. And that's a really important thing, like I was talking about before, knowing what actually triggers you, then you can kind of, you don't want to avoid the situation, but you can have some control over the situation. A lot of times when you're having like a very anxious moment or you're on the verge of an anxiety attack or on the verge of like a panic attack, you might feel kind of like you're not in control and it can be very overwhelming. So knowing these triggers can help you have that bit of control back. Mindfulness can also help you change your point of view. Um, Sometimes when we're kind of in the thick of everything, like we just want it to be over with. I know if I'm having like an anxiety attack or a panic attack or something like that, I just want it to be over with and I don't want to think about it again afterwards. But actually um, using mindfulness to kind of reassess the situation, you can really kind of understand um, a different point of view and kind of gain perspective on what set you off, how you can change that in the future. And, you know, uh, anxiety for me is like really being out of control. I feel overwhelmed. I feel totally not in control. And having like the bit of control back um, really, really helps. Mindfulness can also help you be more aware of your body and more in control of your body because anxiety can trigger your sympathetic nervous system and that's where a lot of the symptoms of anxiety, the physical and the physiological symptoms of anxiety come into play. So if you're more aware you can kind of catch it earlier and the earlier that you catch like an anxiety attack or a panic attack sneaking up on you the easier it is to avoid fully losing control and having that anxiety attack or panic attack now i'm gonna get a little bit more scientific about um how mindfulness can help you and basically everything that you learn your brain forges pathways between neurons so that you um, like the more that you do something the better your brain remembers how to do that thing like for example when you're little and you're um, learning to cut your own meat okay on your dinner plate well at first you're very clumsy with that and it's not only because your motor skills are underdeveloped it's also because your brain hasn't done that before so the more you do it, the the easier it is to do. And it's the same with mindfulness. The more that you do it, the more second nature it becomes. Because when I first started doing mindfulness, I... Um, <sighs> 
I was having panic attacks on a regular basis and I was going to the emergency room quite a few times because I literally thought I was dying. Like I couldn't breathe. My face was tingling. I was very dizzy. Like I couldn't walk properly. My body was just like failing basically. And I was having like extreme chest pains. I thought I might be having a heart attack, that kind of thing. Like it it was really, really severe for me. But the more I've done this, the more I've learned my triggers and the the sooner I can catch it. So it's it's really important. It's really important to know these things. And by practicing this on a regular basis and, um, you know, changing the pathways or forming new pathways in your brain to minimize the time it takes for you to um, recognize your stress response, you can actually minimize your stress response. Because like I was saying earlier, the quicker you catch it and the earlier you catch yourself being triggered, the easier it is to control it and to get ahead of it so it doesn't overwhelm you. Some people are actually suffering with anxiety and they don't really label it as anxiety. And personally, I'm not someone who loves labels myself, but um, being able to know what you're suffering from gives you the tools and the power to help yourself. So um, some of the symptoms of anxiety are insomnia. If you're not sleeping at night and you're up all night worrying about things and you're worrying about those same things through the day, you might be suffering with anxiety. Some people have anxiety and it's just acute anxiety, um, which means that they only have anxiety when like a big thing is happening in their life or something has gone wrong or something like that. But then there's other people who have this constant, their brain keeps going and they constantly are worried about stuff and it's keeping them up at night. That is a chronic anxiety. So those are the two differences between that. Um, Anxiety also causes elevated heart rate. It can feel like your heart is racing. You might get sweaty. You might have a hard time breathing or you're breathing too fast or you can't take deep breaths. The sympathetic nervous system um, responds in this situation, which basically is kind of like the fight or flight instinct. Your brain is releasing um, hormones or chemicals that's making the the rest of your body think that there's some kind of like serious emergency. And that's typically when people start to devolve into panic attacks or anxiety attacks. So like I was saying, knowing what's happening with your mind and with your body before it gets to that point can really help you to stay in control and to not have a panic attack or an anxiety attack and not get to the point where you feel like you're going to. So um, what I recommend and what I have personally been doing is Um, mindful meditation, sometimes guided meditation, depending on the situation. And I am creating a new podcast, which I will link in a future episode because it hasn't launched yet, but um, where I will be doing guided meditation. I write the scripts myself and I have all different kinds of scripts so far um, for like, if you're looking for visualization, if you're looking for just like a really quick 
oh shit moment like I'm having I'm going to have a panic attack um I have different scripts that will help you calm yourself down five minute scripts an hour script for visualization and for different um afflictions as well so if you guys are interested in that I will link that in future episode and hopefully I'm back on a regular upload schedule on this channel now because I finally got myself sorted out so if you liked this episode and you found it helpful at all please like um, this channel subscribe and also there's a link below where you can support my podcast if you have the means to and if you so would like to so thank you all so much for listening and I hope that this has helped at just at least one person and I hope that you have a great day thank you bye